everybody. This is Dexter Thomas and Elizabeth Thomas. Welcome to season two of the Bible Unmasked, where we are studying the Bible through themes. And the reason themes are important for me, especially practical, motivating themes, is you want the Bible to be relevant. Um, you don't want it just to be theories and philosophical meanderings. You want it to be stuff that would affect your day-to-day -day life. And that is what we are doing with episode three, um, growing through healthy boundaries from the book of Leviticus. I am so honored. I am privileged. I am blessed to have, um, I, I like calling them my life group partners. And that is Pastor Paul and uh, Sister Linny Anderson. Welcome, Andersons. Thank you for having us. We're yes. so grateful to be here. <laughs> it's a blessing joy, to be here. Joy to hang out with you guys. I, I, you know, um, Pastor Paul just preached this morning, but he has his warrior by his side. So he has all the energy <laughs> that he needs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so so we, we're going to be doing the Vedicus and, um, and growing, healthy, growing through healthy boundaries. Let me tell you how I set this up before... Um, Elizabeth prays and, and begins to ask us some questions that would focus on our discussion. The book, the Leviticus, it, it comes from the, the, the Levitical priesthood, right? And these are instructions for Aaron's, Aaron and his descendants, how to be a best, uh, the best priest. What are the rules and requirements and why? What's the purpose? And, and, and one of the words throughout Leviticus is holy. In fact, the word holy is used in Leviticus more than in any other book of the Bible. I have looked at holy and I've asked myself, how is this relevant to our day-to-day -day life? And then dawned on me, holy is really boundaries. That to me is a good translation of the word holy, a good application. So if you were to read through the book of Leviticus asking, how is this word holy? How does this mean boundary and how can I apply it? to my life, what can I learn about boundaries? It's gonna give you a sweet and beautiful experience reading Leviticus. This has been one of the best readings of my experience reading the book of Levit Leviticus. All right, Liz, launch us and focus us, please. Okay, let's begin with prayer. Father in heaven, we um, desperately need your presence here now as we um, study your word, and as we discuss, we invite you to come and be with us to give us your um, wisdom and inspiration, and may we gain um, greater truths about you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, as always, I hope that you have your Bibles with you, and we are going to go, as um, Pastor Dexter said, into the book of Leviticus. So open up um, your to Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. <laughs> okay, and we're reading chapter 10, verse 13 and 14. It must be eaten in a sacred place, for it has been given to you and your descendants as your regular share of the offerings given to the Lord by fire. These are the commands I have been given. But the, but the breast and thigh that were lifted up may be eaten in any place that is ceremonial clean. These parts have been given to you and to your sons and daughters as your regular share of the peace offerings presented by the people of Israel. Okay. Uh, so this question here, it talks about I'm special and what has helped you to see 
having and keeping boundaries as healthy? Yeah, good question. You know, a lot of the passage we read would sound like that, which is kind of like gibberish. You're like, what has that to do with life? So what I'm doing is I, I read the Bible with a big picture perspective. And I'm asking, I'm trying to extract the principles from the Bible. I'm not getting into the nitty gritty. So I'm not like, you know, doing the, the Hebrew meaning of this word. And what are the different types of sacrifices? I'm not doing that. That's for other brilliant people, not me. I want to look at the big picture and I'm asking if holiness is boundaries, what do we learn um, from the, the set apartness of the priest? And, and you, even some of the foods that they were given to eat had to be eaten at a certain time in a certain place. Um, and one of the things I have gleaned is that boundaries help you protect the gift that God has given you. And when I say boundaries, boundaries is simply rules and guidelines you set up to tell people how to treat you and how to be with you, how to come at you. So going back, where are you getting this idea of, because you said like boundaries are holy or? No, the word holy. holy Let, yeah, where are you getting that from? That right, boundaries? right. Be, be, because a lot of times God would say, I need you to do this. I need you to live this way because I am holy. Oh, okay. So he's setting up boundaries as to how they ought to approach him, how they ought to behave if they're called by him. Um, if they got elected as priests, these are the behaviors that's going to be acceptable. That's boundaries. Okay. Yes, boundaries. So, so one of the things I'm saying, I'm saying boundaries helps you to protect the gift that God has given you. And, and if the Israelites respected the, the, the calling and they respected the boundaries of, of, of what it meant to be priests and only priests could do, then what happened is the ministry of the priests, of the Levites, were more effective in their life because they respected the boundary. I don't, I don't know if this is making sense, you know? So, 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 so for me, when you don't set boundaries as to how people ought to treat you and how they ought to respect you and value you, then you are squandering your ability to be effective in their life. Yeah, that, that's my amen number one point right there. Um, yeah, I think I, I think in the book Leviticus, um, God is is saying that over and over. He's putting a, a clear difference between the holy and the unholy. And what I'm getting from that is, you know, in reference to the priests, is that how can we learn from like an unclean vessel? You know, like if you're if you're getting water from a source it needs to be a, a clean source, right? Like without contamination. And I think that God is, is putting that clearly there so that um, the priests can understand, you know, like their purpose and, and exactly the post that they've been given. Well, well watch this, Lily. Watch this, Sister Anderson. You know, the, the, clearly from Leviticus, you can see that the priesthood and the Levites was special. They, they had a, they, they were distinct. They were set apart. That's another good word for holy, right? Set apart. But they weren't set apart because they were better than other people. They were set apart because they, they had a role to minister to people. So their set apartness, their specialness was not to elevate them above the people, 
right. was specifically so they could serve the people. It's it's kind of similar to how, you know, we've preached about the remnant church. But I really like the concept of a remnant message. And the reason I like that is a lot of times the whole concept of a remnant church has given us the big head where we feel that we're better than other people because we have this amount of knowledge, you know? But if you see, if you see yourself as having a remnant message, then you understand there is a duty, there is a burden, there is a calling on your life where you have to go and be the light of God in a world of darkness. That's the big difference for me right there. Yeah. So quest, question two, Mrs. Liz. Okay. Let's skip ahead now to um, verse 19 of Leviticus and verse 23 and 24. That's a good one. When you enter the land and plant fruit trees, leave the fruit unharvested for the first three years and consider it forbidden. In the fourth year, the entire crop will be devoted to the Lord as an outburst of praise. Okay. <laughs> Is that how we should grow our, our garden? <laughs> <laughs> I always I thought it was seven years. I didn't somehow that you know, yeah, this you know, is seven that, years you let it rest. So this is something different. Yeah, there's some so many unique things in this book. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we can learn them if you're not if you want to be a gardener, go to the book of Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so here's our question. How does having and keeping boundaries safeguard us from the evils in ourselves and others? All right, Lily, you had something. Well, you know, just from the passage, what I got from it was that um, we shouldn't partake, you know, in that case until it's mature. So I think we have to be, you know, spiritually mature to go forward in the leading of, you know, in the leading of God and not do things prematurely um, before they're ready you know, and, and that comes directly from God's instruction. So I think sometimes we can, you know, think that we're doing something out of good intentions and it's not necessarily um, God's plan. That's good. That's good. But, but, but you, you know, this whole tree thing, I, and I read it, I'm like, what a unique passage to pick to read. <laughs> um, but here, what I like about it, as human beings, we are naturally bent to being greedy Mm-hmm. And we're not, we, we don't have a natural, we're not naturally moderate, you know? So, so accountability, self-accountability is huge. That's why I have a scale and I weigh every morning, you know, because like, look, I, I have a friend in my, in my Bible class that says Christmas is so paganistic. I'm like, girl, I agree with you because during <laughs> Christmas, I gained five pounds. I'm like, Christmas is of the devil. You know, nothing to do with me and my greed, you know? <laughs> no, but, but for real, that's, that's why God had to say, look, you guys need to give this land some, give the fruit some, give them a break, leave it for me, you know, because we, we need to protect. And here's another thing. Like I have friends sometimes that allow people to be abusive to them, come up to them and curse them out or, or um, borrow money from them all the time and never repay them. And I'm like, you're not being helpful. When you allow people to do that, you're strengthening the Satan in them. What you're doing is is telling them it's okay for the enemy to keep using you. You are making that person a conduit of darkness. 
when you allow them to hurt you like that. You need, so when you set up boundaries, it is not just to protect yourself, but you are also protecting people from being consistently used by the enemy. Um, and if we want to make it even more relevant, if you want to make I it agree relevant, with I have family members, I have family members that I talk to rarely. And it's not because I don't like them. It's not because yeah, I don't. better hope they're not watching. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I have to set up boundaries because they're negative. They're negative. They're not constructive. And, and so you, you have to know, even like, for instance, I don't take calls before seven o'clock in the morning. If you have an emergency, that emergency has to take place after seven o'clock. You tell that to your emergency, please. I don't. Even when I passed right. that full time, I didn't. And I let people know that. You keep your emergency until after seven. Um, you have to set up those boundaries because look, how could I teach people about God when I don't spend time with him for myself? That's right. I That's needed right. safe, guarded moments with God. Um, Here, here's a challenge too, uh, Pastor Dex. Is it's it's sometimes we allow our responsibility to get away from us. Meaning, um, someone is is saying some things to us, and it's making us feel uncomfortable. And we're saying, "Well, let's allow it to play out and see if it will be corrected." Uh, and it's not. And then you say, well, all right, second time around, uh, if, if it comes up again, I will address it. Um, and and it, it, it really doesn't allow um, the person to, you know, to fix that problem. Right. Because right. If, if I'm offending you and I don't know that I am and you don't tell me, then, it, you know, I, it's, it gives me uh, the opportunity to do it again. Not knowing, you know, not knowing. Exactly. So it's a big responsibility that we have to to speak up and, and, and be honest so that those boundaries, those healthy boundaries can be set. And uh, we, we, we don't have to cross each other the wrong way. I mean, but what, exactly. about, what, what about those who, um, you know, like may say something, you know, uh, they're offending you, they're offensive. You try to talk to them, but they're retreating, you know, so they they turn it, they flip it. And then they say, like, they're the victim, <laughs> you know, like, oh, all I was doing was this. And, you know, like they know what they were doing, but, you know, they they basically um, stab and retreat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. The thing with me, you the, the thing with boundaries is you're you're primarily setting boundaries to protect the gift God has given you. Um, to be more effective, but also to protect you from being hurt or injured, right? But, but boundaries has little and nothing to do with you controlling somebody else. You, you, you can't control people. If, if that's, and I'm not saying you were saying that, but I'm just piggybacking off of your point. Um, boundaries has to do with you controlling what's within your control and protecting that. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example too. Uh, to, to show you how boundaries, and I like this whole tree planting story. I, I was, um, I gave a guy a really generous house deal. He had no credit. He didn't have um, a consistent job, but he wanted to buy a house. 
you know, and this is the day, this is back in the 20, you know, 2010 when houses were really cheap. So I sold him this house and I said, look, you have 10 years to pay for it. 10 years. X and Y. Really, really great deal. And I was just going to, I mean, we are both Christians. I was just going to shake hands on it. But I have a friend who's an attorney and she said, you don't ever make a dumb mistake like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? We, we both love Jesus. She's like, no, you need a contract. You need a contract. I'm like, well, why? She says, you need a contract because a contract caters for the worst possible outcome. And, and because that, that's living in a world like this, so many variables could take place that you need to protect yourself and the other person too. So the yeah. contract was like setting a boundary. And, and it's funny enough, once the guy saw the contract, because, you know, all the time he's like, oh, that's past the decks, you know, no problem. You know, right. once he saw the contract, he's like, <laughs> his whole demeanor changed. And it made me, it made me see what the lawyer was saying, because it's almost as if I felt like he didn't have good intentions, because you should have been happy for the contract just like me. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, it, it, I think, like you said, it's to protect the other person as well, because what happens sometimes is, you know, maybe the uh, the evil thoughts weren't in his mind initially. But as you go on, you know, or or he's not taking it as seriously. But then as you go on, maybe you might um, make some suggestions to the situation like, oh, you know, um, it's not really that serious or I can get more time out of this person or I can, you know, like they neglect to do what they should do and then um, make excuses in their mind to justify why that's OK later. Exactly. Exactly. And, and one of the big takeaways for me, one of the big takeaways for me is, look, you don't have to, like you were saying, Lenny, how do you set boundaries when people become offended and so on? You don't have to be rude in setting boundaries, right? And, and to me, when you, when you, and again, remember, boundaries is telling people how they should treat you or what treatment you will tolerate because what you tolerate would perpetuate. You, you got to understand that. Yeah? What you allow people, if you tell people, you tell people how to treat you by what you allow them to do. So if people are, you know, like we, we are, we have what by my mother-in-law when we go to Vancouver, we are, we are summer birds. We escape the Florida heat. In fact, the Florida heat is how we know without reading the Bible that there is a hell. So we, <laughs> we, we go to Vancouver. Look, it's 65 to 70 degree, degrees all summer long. Mm. Tell me if that is the taste of heaven. <laughs> it, is, so, it is. So, so we 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 have it in our mother-in-law basement. That's our spot that she designate for us. Very comfortable, um, you know. But we spend a lot of time upstairs mingling and fellowshipping. And but I realized that sometimes she wanted to watch her regular TV shows, but Teliza would be all up in a grill, you know, acting up and carrying on. Oma, Oma, and <laughs> and I I you know I put my mother-in-law aside. I said, look. One time she actually said to us, she said, look, guys, you all kind of need to head downstairs. I want to watch my movies tonight. <laughs> and I, I complimented her. I said, you know, when you do that, you make me feel more comfortable around you. Because I don't want to know that you, you're feeling resentment with us being here because you're not getting to function comfortably in your own space. That's what boundaries is about. 
you know, it's telling people, look, th this is what I need for my personal space and for me to function effectively and for me to enjoy you. And if she enjoys herself in her own house with us being there, guess what? We get to stay longer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. You'll be invited again. <laughs> exactly. Question <laughs> three. Okay, Sorry, let, let me have another thing. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Let's go to Leviticus, Leviticus 20, verse 26, which says, You must be holy because I, the Lord, am holy. I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own. Wow. So what does having and keeping boundaries teach us about our self-worth? Wow. Wow. This is a big, big one. God, here's what I learned about boundaries too. When you, when you understand the purpose for telling people how they need to act around you, you're not telling them, mind you, let me just explain. You are not telling people how to act, um, period. You're telling them how to act around you. You're not telling them they need to change because you don't have a say like that in people's life. You're right. saying, look, you, if you want to cuss and carry on, you want to live like that, that's your prerogative. But you can't do that in my house. You know, if you want to come to my house, you can't do that. If you, if you, if you do that, you're uninviting yourself from my house. That's the difference, right? But, 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 but what's, what's fascinating to me is to set boundaries, you need to actually value who you are. You, you won't be able to set healthy boundaries if you don't have a healthy love for yourself, right? And you, you get a healthy love for yourself when you realize how loved you are by God. God values you and he expects you to do the same and value yourself. And if you value yourself because God values you, you're not going to let people treat you like rubbish and filth. Did, did, did you all get that? Yeah. Amen. Oh, yes. One. Yeah. So but that's really, that's really, go ahead, go ahead, Lenny. No, I was just thinking about, um, you know, a lot of things that are brought out in Leviticus, like don't do this, don't do this. Uh, you know, what I have found is that when we follow God's instructions, because I, I work in the, um, like the biomedical field and I think medical science is just catching up with what, the Bible has already been making clear in instructions. So, you know, um, things about catching diseases from blood and, and stuff like that, people are learning now, you know, and learning things about health and learning um, different things about how, you know, the, the lifestyle that's already presented in the Bible has already um, made provision for is what I want to say. Right. And, and, you know, we, we don't look at, um, you know, like the other things that are social as well are, are still the same thing. They're still for our well being. you know, and I've, mm -hmm. I've found that a lot in, in life. Um, when you do things that are, are detriment to yourself, you, you're only causing like depression of your own mind. You're only, you're, you're only causing these sins in your own life. It's like you're sinning, sinning against yourself basically 
you know? Yeah. And so I think that, you know, thinking about self-worth, that's why it's very important too, because if you weigh it, I've seen it on, on both sides. And then, you know, that has helped solidify my choice in, in feeling like I need to live my life the way God has put forward. That's good. That's good. That's good. You could preach Gil. That's good. <laughs> you, you know, you know the, the more you understand the purpose for boundaries and the purpose for telling people how they should behave in your space, is the easier it is to keep those, is to set those boundaries and, and to have people, you know, and to keep them. Because again, it's like understanding your deep why behind the boundaries. And this is what God constantly does with the Levites. He said, look, I'm holy. You be holy. This is going to be the results. He keeps giving them a purpose for holiness, which again, I'm saying is boundaries. So it's, it's not like this just random thing where he's like, you know, um, I'm just saying to do it because I'm God and I could bully you. No, he said, do this because this is how your life is going to be improved. This is how people around you are going to be blessed and edified. You know, you, you think about this, Pastor Paul. If, if your, your friends that you grew up with or you hang out with, they, they come to you and they're treating you any old way in church, in front of people that look up to you, then those people that look up to you would lose respect for you. Oh. And, and the, the, the message that God has for them through you will then be dumbed down. It would be diminished because they're like, yeah, nah, he's a joke. People talk to him any old way, you know? And it, again, forget the pastoring thing. It's the same thing if your kids, how people, how your, you let your kids treat you, you know? Um, it, it's across the board. It's across the board. Yeah, so I, it, I think there there's a thin line there. And, and um, when I look at this passage, I, I just like the fact that... Um, God sets the tone. He says, listen, I am holy, right? And this is what I want for you. I mean, you are, you are my children, you know, he's, he's a father and, and he sets the example so that they can follow. So that is so important. And, you know, I don't really want to touch the pulpit and preachers too much, but you know, you've seen you've seen situations where someone is strong in the pulpit, but very weak in terms of um, interpersonal relationships and 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 maybe family relationships and what have you. And, and, and it's sad, right, because you you see someone like that as a leader and you expect right. them to be a leader right through all through and in, in, in all the different areas. And that's why the Bible is very clear on on on, on the kind of. Um, lifestyle you are to lead is not just when you come to serve um, God in in a position of, you know, elder, deacon, or, you know, whatever position you have in the church, but it's, it, it's in every area of life. And that's why it's important for us to set those boundaries and have, um, have good self-worth and understand what God says about us, because Whatever God um, establishes about himself or what he said, whatever he reveals to us of himself, he not only expects us, he wants us to allow him to fulfill it through us. Go on. Go on. That's good. That's good. But So what you're saying is, is not how loud you shout, but is the kind of words you use after you're through shouting in church. It's, it's not how high you jump. 
but it's how you walk when you come out of the sanctuary and it's not how much you lift your hands. But what do you use those hands to do during the week? Most That's actions right. speak louder than words. Exactly. And when, when we lack integrity, when our actions don't align with our words, when there is cognitive dissonance, um, your self-worth is diminished because then you see yourself as a liar. You know, every time you look in the mirror, you're like, hip, 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 hypocrite. <laughs> and, and you're never comfortable living like that. You know, so consistency, your behavior reflecting your belief is how you live a quality life. The, the last point, Liz, you don't have to read the passage because I was reviewing. Um, I, I did want to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you touched on children too, looking up to what you're doing and what I've been learning recently um, as a woman that I think things haven't been taught to, uh, you know, like women pr- uh, previously, you know, the understanding was that, okay, women are supposed to cater to everybody in the home. And I've seen the practices where, you know, women will put everybody else first and then not put themselves as important in that too. So in every situation in the family, they, they end up, you know, being last or having the most meager out of every, everybody else comes first, their needs come first. And I'm realizing that that if you do that, that is what you are teaching, how you're teaching your family to treat you, that you don't have, you know, like as an important um, of a place in the family as everybody else. You come last. So, you know, it's in decisions that they're going to make. They're going to put you, you know, they're going to put you last. And then in the future, they perpetuate the same practice later on in in you know, like, okay, that is the place of mom in the home. So whether you're a mother or whether you're a husband marrying a wife, you're going to have the same dynamic in the family that was shown to you before. If you don't break that. Wow. Wow. Lady, you're deep. You are deep. I just needed a summary to catch some of the stuff you said. (laughs) That is good stuff. And it's so true. Again, what you tolerate, you perpetuate. You teach people how to treat you by what you allow. Sure. That's really, really powerful. And that's why I tell people, you know, p- part of self-care and self-compassion is learning to treat yourself. I love when, when women stay home moms, whoever it is, take time out and go for a massage or go for a pedicure yeah. once a month or whatever it is. Because look, your, your, your spouse may not think about doing that for you, not because they don't love you, but eventually they think that you don't need it or it's not an issue for you. You, have, you, really, you really have to step up and say, no, this is my needs in order for me to feel cared for, loved, so that I could be a better, I could live out my potential. Again, boundaries help you, setting up boundaries and keeping boundaries helps you to live out your gift much more powerfully there's my Uh, ticket to going and getting a massage (laughs) 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 yes (laughs) yeah but i I think um even not knowingly you know they might begin to take 
to take that person for granted, you know, and it's very important that you don't become a martyr because even your internal feelings, those are your feelings. The other person is not feeling your feelings. So once you are hurting and once that is depressing you and and weighing on your, your, your self-esteem and your self-worth more and more, you know, you, you, it's like built up resentment. You might start to hate the other person as if, they're doing it to you and it's not necessarily the case, you know, and, 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 and that's also teaching the other person to treat you with care as well, because they see you care for yourself, then they notice, and then they think about it a little bit deeper. I mean, I, I think that it's a very important issue. There's, there's uh, one other thing I wanted to say about it because I'm even, I'm learning even more recently that the same thing should be applied to finances between men and women in the home, because um, I think the responsibility of having the knowledge when it comes to finances has been neglected for women as well. And that, um, you know, not to get into it too much, but that, that causes a major issue when, you're on the side of blaming the other person for not taking responsibility. And I think, you know, um, women have different ideas about that, where it's like, okay, maybe it was taught to them that, okay, so men know more or men are smarter and things like that. It's not necessarily, you know, um, men are not smarter. What the case is really is that men have been asked to asked to do it more. So they've been in the uncomfortable spot of doing it. They've had the practice of doing it. And women have been taught to take the take the back seat and not go ahead and take responsibility for that. And that has left um, many families in a detriment in the end when something happens or, you know, unfortunately, there's a separation there. Yeah. Like either through death or any any other thing. So. Lenny Anderson, you have dropped the knowledge. <laughs> thank, thank you. That is so good. So here's the last point I want to make uh, before we wrap up. The last point is, I think when you learn to communicate your boundaries, meaning how you want people to treat you, um, you become a better and more effective communicator. That, 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 that's what happens. You become a more effective communicator. Um, and you learn to advocate for yourself because, like I said, a lot of times, People won't be able to do that for you. Like Lenny said, they don't know the feelings that's in your head. Um, so folks, this has been a rich dialogue of exchange. Um, so we will be doing this every week um, for a number of months. We're going through the books of the Bible through themes. Next week on episode number four, I have some entrepreneurs coming to share from the book of Numbers the theme becoming a better problem solver. Oh, that is going to be so excited. Um, So you want to be a part of it. Um, Tune in every week. Um, It's at 7.30 Plantation TV on Sunday evenings. And look, please spread the word, share it with a friend, tell them that um, we we, we are just blowing up the word in such a profoundly practical, motivating manner that it got to catch a blessing by tuning in every Sunday evening at 7.30 Plantation TV. All right, family, thank you so much again for joining us. Um, Pastor Paul, pray us out, please. Yes, Father in heaven, we thank you for this fruitful discussion reminding us that we need to set healthy boundaries 
by taking responsibility and practicing good accountability. I pray that we would uh, use this conversation to better our uh, lives and how we uh, manage our interpersonal relationships in our families, in our work circle, in and in our wider uh, society. Continue to bless us and help us to continue to be whole and complete in you. Thank you so much for hearing and answering. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you again for joining, and we look forward to seeing you again next week.